Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more. Only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful.com. It is May 18th, 2023. It's time for your post-impact wrestling show. It's the one-year anniversary of myself, at Joel Pearl, and Cresta Star doing this post-impact gimmick. And I am so happy one year later to still be doing this with Cresta. And in a week, we've got Impact Under Siege. And we're going to be here for next week's post-impact show. And then Friday night, we'll be back for Under Siege. And that's going to be the debut of Trinity on Impact's Insiders, pay-per-view, whatever you want to call it, Fight TV. That's going to be her, her second match back. But tonight, we're going to talk about her first match in Impact Wrestling. Her first match in 366 days. It's a year and a day. But as always, I got Cresta Star. Cresta, how you doing? Hello, everyone. You guys in audio form, you can't see that I have a lovely full beard. Call me Jonathan Gresham. Who, by the way, wrestled tonight like a Tasmanian devil. If you looked up Tasmanian devil tonight, you would see Jonathan Gresham. Also, if you look at 1920 Strongman, you would see Jonathan Gresham as well. <laughs> that mustache now really just cements it. Bro, that mustache and those red boots tonight. <laughs> I thought he was like, standing up, everyone. Listen up, gather around. I looked up a single man with a pinky. <laughs> you know what? The man gets... A sauna delivered to his house, and suddenly he's just so fancy with his mustache. I mean, relatable. Right? <laughs> Where's your mustache? Wait a minute, you have um, it. Exactly. I have a full mustache, full beard, braided like Jonathan Gresham. I wanted to be an octopus. I can't wrestle a lick, but I will talk you down. And you know what I want to talk about, Joel Pearl? Leaving a thumbs up on this video? Yes, and that you can subscribe to Fightful Select. Why don't you tell me where I can subscribe to Fightful Select at, Joel Pearl? Oh, come on. We do that a little later. We want to get the people in at FightfulSelect.com for the best $5 in the business. Listen, there's a lot to talk about. We'll talk about that a little later. But first, while you're leaving that thumbs up, if you want to uh, donate a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air, kind of like our pal Jambeard here starts us off. Joel, to educate Cresta on some more Canadian stuff, you should inform her about log riding and smelling burnt toast. Isn't smelling burnt toast a... A sign of a stroke? Yeah, that's a sign of a stroke. <laughs> that's a uh, thing. I don't know if that's Canadian specifically. I love Canadians. I can't wait to ride a moose. There was one cowboy. There was one in the main event tonight. That's true, but that's not a Canadian moose. Oh, that's good. I mean, he'll be in Canada next week. You know what? I would like to see it. <laughs> and of course, log riding. There's there's an animated short you can watch. I'm sure that'll work. I've seen log riding on YouTube. People break their legs. They do. It's true. It's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> Canadians <laughs> are wild. <laughs> this is already Canadian. Here we are. She didn't have to come here. She's just she just watch Canadian stuff and she'll know. Uh, and if you if you don't want to do a super chat and you want to give us a little more of the pie, go ahead and go to humperchats.com. Cresta, you can tell them how, why, what, when, and how, where. I guess. Listen, you can trust me. I'm a bearded woman trying to sell you wrestling from a questionable source. You head on over to humperchats.com. You can leave any comment 
Well, well, keep it cute. Be nice. Leave a wrestling-related impact comment, and we'll answer your question. Any donation amount gets it right on air. We get to keep a little bit of the proceeds. I'm happy. Joel's happy. Sean's happy. My beard is happy. We're all happy. Humperchats.com. Ding. Bing bong. Okay, we're not doing that. Because <laughs> you got to get derailed easy. I'm like a child. That's right. Let's start off with BTI as we always do. And George Iceman gives us the intel as he does. Uh, says that Joe Hendry joined Dirty Dango in the case of who shot Santino. Not literally, of course. That Dango had an extensive list and he's narrowed it down to one culprit. And he'll let us know tonight. Well, we found out who that was. And I'm very excited to talk about it because I've been saying it for months. Super serious wrestler Dango has arrived. Super serious. Super serious. But first, we got to get through Con and Diener of the design taking on Swingman and Zicky Dice. We got Dobby the Brain Heenan saying, Happy first anniversary, Joel and Cresta. Thank you. Time flies by when you're waiting for the Swingman's first W on the road to 50. It wasn't to be tonight. Con and Diener get the win over Swingman and Dice, but probably the best looking tag match from Swinger and Zicky Dice, Cresta. What do you think totally. of the match? Um, it is BS that it's not one. And, you know, I'm 49, but, you know, you know, you know, you take what you can get. Uh, it was the best Johnny Swinger has looked. It's the best Zicky Dice has looked. And honestly, to that point, I do feel like we're supposed to be taking the design seriously. That match should have been over lickety split. The fact that they even got so much offense in, that's great. I love it. I'm sports entertained by it. But on the flip side, I think, once again, the design is out here looking like, I'm dangerous. Are you? Well, yeah. I mean, they got the win. I mean, yeah, but like Johnny Swing. I mean, it's the most Johnny Swing has wrestled. His ponytail came out. <laughs> that's true. They took off. The, they took off the thing. Freaking heels, heels. That's heels. Nasty work. Nasty work. Exactly. I, I like that. Gia Miller starts us with team very serious versus team very silly. Uh, and then you've got Zicky Dice doing forward rolls like it's day four at wrestling school. And then that he does was the funny. <laughs> And then he, he does the cartwheel and he gets punch in the face because that's just what you do. Uh, and then Swingman calling him a big con man and saying it makes sense that he wants big con. It's, it's a good, you know, a good funny match that had uh-huh. a good enough story involved uh, on both sides. And of course, you have Swingman getting the shit out of him until Diener misses a diving headbutt. And then Swingman gets a hot tag to Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice hits, uh, he, he gets hit with a top rope powerbomb from Khan. And then Diener comes back in at the request of Diener by Khan, hits that DDT, they call it the antidote, and you get the pin on Zicky Dice. Eh, easy peasy. You got to get the design of victory going into Under Siege. Am I right? True. The real winner here was Mean Gia Miller. Honestly, I want her on commentary for everything. She said, you ever heard of the term, don't bring a knife to a gunfight? Don't bring a swinger to a con. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love her. I, I, I don't know. If this, I'm, I'm sorry, Ace Austin. I love, I love your girl. I'm sorry. I love her. I love her. You'll, you'll be bringing her. that energy to Saturday nights with that collision potion. <laughs> I know. Are you going to bring the beard too, or, or what do you, what do you think? Um, I need to get a new beard. <laughs> That's what I need. I need to get a new beard first. Uh, the beard is fun, but the mustache is a lot easier. And I can't wait to bring that energy to Collision because I like wrestling. And somebody had, during the RH post show, they were like, I can't wait for Jeff Jarrett. I used to dislike Jeff Jarrett, but I can't wait to talk about Jeff Jarrett with you guys because Jeff Jarrett will get a check. No matter who it's from, he's getting a check. Him and his wife. It's perfect. <laughs> for the life of me, for the life of me. I thought Jeff Jarrett was married to Dixie Carter. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I know, I know, he's married to Karen Jarrett, but in my mind, I just had Dixie Carter, and the Dixie Carter was just in my mind. I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm sorry to that man. I'm sorry to your wife. Your, you, you. I'm sorry, even Dixie Carter. I just thought it was Dixie Carter. I'm sorry, but it would make sense. <laughs> All this and more in 30 days in the AEW Collision Post <laughs> Show on Fightful with Crescent Star, Iridian, and Riccicino. There's, there, this is what you're going to get. Champion with the Super Chat saying, Joel, both are from those moments in Canada commercials because I believe the surgery was done by a Canadian doctor. Okay, there you go. Uh, talking about the stroke, uh, burnt toast stuff. I mean, true. The stroke also known as the skull crushing finale. Yes, the stroke, also the move that Jeff Jarrett uses, who's not married to Dixie Carter. Uh, he, uh, he uses that move. Let's open up Impact with Trey Miguel versus Laredo Kid. 
Uh, Laredo Kid and Black Edwards announced that as of today, they are free agents. I guess technically yesterday. Uh, and I'm excited to see where they land. I guess then this makes it Laredo Kid's final impact appearance, at least for now. Uh, but this match was really fun, as it often is with Trey and Laredo. I like that they had... Uh, you know, Trey being that chicken shit heel, uh-huh. doing all the good heat work. He's just developing such a good character out of this. Uh, Laredo Kid hitting a standing Spanish fly that looked like Trey got spiked on his head. Yes. That was great. Uh, and then I don't know what it was, but that submission attempt that Laredo Kid tried on Trey Miguel, it was a like a figure four setup. And then he turned it into a seated reverse stretch muffler tie up thing. I'm it glad took, you knew what to describe it because I was like, what is this? I was trying commentary. I wasn't even biting at it. And I was just like, okay, does the setup like this? And then he tries. The, it was very strange. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a name for it eventually. But either way, uh, Trey Miguel's lightning spiral gets reversed into a near ref bump. And in the fray, Trey grabs Laredo Kid's mask right off his head, rolls him up, gets the three. And uh, before we get into the post-match, let's talk about the match itself, Cresta. What did you like? What did you not like? How would you feel? Trey Miguel, you scum. You son of a bitch, Trey Miguel. Oh, my God. I laughed when he pulled off his mask. <laughs> that is... Whoa! Okay, if you overdo it, it loses its value. But Trey Miguel doing it here... Oh, you piece of crap. You piece of crap. That was peak. That was peak. Because if if you is your first time watching this, you think that Laredo Kid, this match, has Trey Miguel's number. He's outpowering him, keeping up with him on speed. But when he grabbed his... Mask and threw. I was like, Trey Miguel, you piece of shit. Oh my god, I laughed, I popped, I cried. That was peak. That was peak. But also, I will say, I peeped you being a human because after you yeeted it, you pinned him, but then you grabbed his mask. It was like, Here you go, homie. I see you. I see you peel back the curtain, breaking the fourth wall. You're supposed to business, young man. (laughs) Hey, man, he still respects his uh. His elder? I don't even know the age gap there, but either way, there's some respect there. And I'll I respect it. it. That was a good. That was a good thing to do. It was. It was great, human wise. It was an awesome finish. You're a piece of crap. I yeah, lived exactly. Uh, and then post match, Trey grabs a mic and tells Chicago, "You know, you're all a bunch of whiny little bitches. I'm a generational talent. I'm a generational champion. I don't get the respect I deserve, and I never got it from the suits in the back. So I'm going to hold the show ransom. I'm going to sit here until somebody comes out and shows me some respect. Out comes Chris Saban." And I love that he comes out and he has a match against Trey Miguel for the exhibition championship at under siege next week. And Saban says, we all hear you. We all, I agree that you don't get the respect that you deserve. Uh-huh. But when you deface that X division championship, you disrespected the title, you disrespected the lineage and therefore respect is out the window. You disrespect. He, he mentions AJ Styles, Loki, Amazing Red, Jerry Lynn, Alex Shelley, PD Williams, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, both of whom are currently with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> we're going to keep doing that. Uh, Mike Bailey, of course, people, Mike Bailey, Rich Swan, Josh Alexander. He says, all of us were disrespected by you defacing that championship. If you want respect, you have to give respect. And Saban said, he's going to give Trey respect by coming down here, looking him in the eye and telling him that he's going to beat him at under siege to become the first ever insert Booker T here. Nine time, nine time. I'm not going to do it nine times. X division champion. This was so good. And it got me excited for this match more than I was before. Now we've got story behind uh-huh. it. What do you think of this Saban and Trey face-to-face? What a good promo from Chris Saban. Sometimes it's easy to forget how good Alex Shelley and Chris Saban are apart because they're always together. But what a good promo. Also, too, I want to put over how commentary all night, even, even here when Saban listed off all those evil, commentary even talked about Austin Aries and like, come on now. Like, when you talk about the longest reigning champion, Trey Miguel, doing it for the X Division, I respect it. I thought it was great. I thought this whole match, this whole situation was really good. I, <laughs> It was Trey Miguel saying, you people, lay it down. It cut into commercial. He's still there like this. <laughs> the worst. Trey Miguel is healing it up. Trey Miguel, sorry, is healing it up. And I love it. I love it. This is peak heel work. This is the kind of heel work that if you don't, if you haven't been watching, this is going to get under your skin. And it's so so good, so good, so good. And next week when we give our predictions for the uh, Under Siege show, I know that this is one match, as of right now, that I'm on the fence about because there are so many ways that it can go. Uh So we'll see what happens. But as of tonight, definitely felt a little more hype for that uh, particular show. I like it. 
Uh, we're backstage with Trinity and Jay Vidal walks up. Trinity's getting ready for her match against Kylie King tonight. And Jay's like, hey, I got heat for that photo we took. And she said, Giselle Shaw saw it. She wasn't happy. So eventually they get to the point where Giselle Shaw won't be cleared until next week, which is under siege. And then Trinity says, well, maybe she can come see me about that open contract challenge I have. Mm-hmm. And Vidal just kind of walks away in a huff. And later on, we found out that it's going to be Giselle Shaw versus Trinity. Uh, I'm excited for that. We'll talk more about that after Trinity's match. But uh, yeah, just setting up a very straightforward thread going to the end of that uh, Trinity match. I don't know if you have anything to add. The only thing I will add is this is very reminiscent of that Jody Threat promo. That promo was woof. It made the point, though. I'm not I'm not hating, but I'm just woof. No, I get it. <laughs> Jay, Jay is better in front of an audience than he is backstage, and I think he just thrives off of acting in front of people. And I think a lot of wrestlers are like that, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just trying to harness that power of the audience versus trying to do it in an empty room where, yeah. you're, where you're acting. So I, I got what you're saying, and, and I don't disagree with you, that's for sure. Uh, I know it'll get better. That's all I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and it does, because the more reps you have in front of a camera, the more comfortable you get. It's like us, we've done this for a year. We didn't start this way. We have yeah. built that, uh, we built together. So I grew a mustache in this <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you've got, you've kept up with it very well. I, however, have regressed in my service because I just can't. <laughs> you get up at 6.30 and your life just goes down by 10. I will. Well, at least when you laugh, your mustache doesn't come off. It's true. I do need to trim it, though. It's starting to get gnarly. Uh, Swan and Callahan, their little segment, I didn't actually hate it. I like that they set up the reason for their friendship. I like that they set up – a lot of people have been confused about why Swan and Callahan. And this was the first time where they really sat down and talked about it and gave uh-huh. some sort of clarity as to where they came from, where they got together and all that stuff. What do you think of this, uh, this sit down? And do you think maybe another would go a little bit further in setting up why it's important for those two to tag together at Under Siege? I'm not going to lie. The only note I have is we bros, bro. It felt kind of reminiscent to like, the very first Frankie Kazarian promo we just got with the sit down. It felt very reminiscent of that. And mm, I would, I would rather not see another one of these. If that's my personal opinion, the point was made, but I, it wasn't bad. It just, okay. (laughs) Yeah. To me, it was just, it was an opportunity to actually explain something that never really Mm -hmm. was explained with visuals before. It was always just like, are you making this stuff up? Or is this because, we didn't have that history in front of us. That's why I liked it. But I also understand where you're coming from with like, this is just here. I get it. Listen, at this point, you could go to the Don Callis School of Facts and I don't believe it because it's professional wrestling. Come on now. Come on now. Fair enough. Uh, Ace Austin takes on Jason Hotch, Myers and uh, Myers and Skyler at ringside. There's a little pre-match fodder to, fodder to, to Good hand, built this house and all that stuff. Uh, This match was short and sweet. Myers gets a sucker punch on Austin. And then Hotch rolls up Austin for the victory. Bay and Skyler got involved. They did their thing. Uh, The bigger news out of this, honestly, isn't even anything involved with this match. Ace of Bays at Under Siege are going to take on Subculture, which I'm very excited to see Mark Andrews back in an impact ring. Uh, Do you know much about Subculture from their time, either in NXT UK or anything like that? No. Get excited. They're, they're a very good, very good tag team. Um, yeah, Danny Luna's gonna be there too. Mark Andrews and of course Flash Morgan Webster. Uh, this will be this will be a really fun match at Subculture. I made the joke on Twitter when they announced the match. I said, Did anyone tell Subculture that they're coming to London, Ontario? <laughs> I don't think they know. They're gonna be very confused. Anyway. That's funny. Like, we're going to London. Yeah, London, Canada. Aww. Oh, they're gonna, <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get there and just gonna be like. Where's the king? Where, where's the roundabout? Where am I supposed to, what, what, what is this university over there? What is Weston? He's at home, love. <laughs> Are you in Canada, babes? You're in Canada. Why, Dan, why did Danny Luna come with them? I, don't know, I think they all think it's a, it's a UK show. Anyway, it's not. Uh, Bring UK to Canada, period. Good, who knows? Uh, Matthew Hooks asking, will Impact and AEW ever share talent again? Hey, never say never. Right now, I'm perfectly happy watching them do their things from apart. And <clears throat> that's that. How do you feel? Do you think Impact and AEW will share talent? Would you like to see them do that again? 
I would like to see them do that again, but largely because I, I like that Impact is open for business. You know what I mean? Impact is very much like the more eyes we get on Impact, the more eyes we get on these wrestlers because it really feels like Impact is for the wrestlers, if you will. It's crazy or as much as we may complain, I feel like the wrestlers really have a good chance to showcase whatever they want at Impact. I would like it, but again, that's up to Tony Khan and Scott Demore. Scott Demore, who, by the way, is going to do a sit-down podcast with Conrad Thompson, of course, but they're not going to do it anywhere that would be normal in this world. They're going to do it on that Australian tour in Wagga Wagga. Aussie, 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 oi, They're going to fly the Canadian and the guy from Huntsville, Alabama, down to down under to talk about the business of wrestling. That is the most amazingly carny, fun thing I've it. ever heard, and I love it. It needs to be moderated by Don Callis for it to truly be carny. <laughs> Don makes that trip. I need to make that trip. That's the one I – I don't think I can do that. That that plane ride is hell. We talked oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. What no. you told me, hell on earth. I'll, I'll watch you from Zoom, girl. <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. Uh, Macklin was singing Shira. I'm sure PCO wished he had watched this from Zoom. Because he didn't see what came next. Macklin was like, hey, you got to prove yourself again after you proved yourself to me last week. Uh, they uh, Let's just fast forward. They go and they take out PCO, the three of them. Shira chokeslams PCO onto a ton of flattened boxes. And you've got PCO like writhing on the ground, yelling, my back, my back. And then Singh grabs some concrete slabs, like the ones you put uh, in the walk up to your garden. Or maybe it's your patio set. And he just puts them on PCO's back and Macklin just hits them with a sledgehammer and PCO's just screaming and reacting and sounds like a lost puppy who's hurt. What do you think of this segment with Macklin, PCO, Singh, and Shira? You know, I didn't hate it, but also, so officials and refs don't help PCO? What's going on? What's I, like, my neighbors heard PCO screaming, screaming in pain. Come on now. Nobody heard that? Second of all, I'm kind of torn. How you scream in my back when, like, five seconds ago, like, I don't die. <laughs> I I liked it. I like, I'm easily entertained. I'm very easily entertained, all right? So I liked it. It, it was so bad that it went to good. I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. A sledgehammer. Where are the rest? Sink and Shira, you know he's not giving you a title shot, right? Oh, my God, this is great. <laughs> it was, I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen with the sing and share thing. It's just, it's there and it's fun, but it's weird as hell. It's funny. It's funny. It's one of those things where it's like, turn your brain off. Don't think about it too much. Cause it's so, it's so silly that it's funny, bro. Cause I feel like at the end of the day, yeah, PCO will get beat up and she gets to, you go get beat up for your trouble. <laughs> what's he? They're no DQ match at Under Siege, though. That's going to be real good. Oh, that's going to be sports entertainment, and I can't wait. I cannot wait. I'm going to be sp- I'm anticipating sports entertainment because I've doubted PCO in the past, but not this time. They're setting up to use everything, and I love it. They'll use the sledgehammer. They'll use the shovel. They'll use concrete slabs. They'll use everything you've seen so far and more, and I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm looking forward to this to this match, and I'm looking more forward to the show now that they've built around it. Mm-hmm. And now that they've added a lot of really solid matches, uh, and again, not to compare other companies, but I felt the same way going into AEW Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. the main event that that tag team, or sorry, the uh, the World Championship four way, yeah, it's fine, but the stuff they're building around it, that's making it yeah. a monthly show. Uh, so I'm looking forward to uh, to Under Siege, and of course, I'm looking forward to Double or Nothing. Uh, by the way, Under Siege, we're going to be live after the show next Friday, once it goes off the air. You and I will, uh, Chris and I will, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. How's that? Sounds fantastic. I get this bobby pin out of my ear. Oh my god, my little Keebler elf ears were dying. That sounds very uh, painful. Yeah, worst, the worst. Yeah, um, I mean, I can see where this match is going to go, and that's fine. That is perfectly fine because at this point, Sing and Shira are going to cheat. Oh, they're, they're definitely going to cheat. Oh, but, it's no DQ, there's no, there's no cheating, and they're just going to get involved. Honor no more. No more honor. <laughs> you don't so, need that anyway. so I'm just saying, like, it would be advantageous of PCO to go find some undead friends. And the only thing I could think of is decay. But I don't see that happening. So who knows? 
PCO can find some friends. Who knows who that's going to be? Uh, I think Heath and Rhino, or at least Heath is going to show up. Probably. That makes sense. But at the end, I'm going to, I'm anticipating sports entertainment. So throw the, throw the bed out in the kitchen shank, shank, sink. Sorry. My mouth is like glued together. I apologize. The kitchen shank. The kitchen shank. Anyway, Gia Miller's with Jordan Grace. She never gets tied up in her words. Uh, Grace says that I want Deanna at my best. I want to beat her at her best. And I want no doubt in anyone's mind that when I beat her, I will be the face of the company. And then Jordan says last week was an accident. And then in walks <sighs> Alicia Edwards. <laughs> she wasn't that. Listen. Wasn't that so- good. For you, no, she wasn't that bad. No, no, let me tell you why. 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 Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I don't even know where my conspiracy theory hat is, but I'm not going to put it on because I got this beehive. Listen, 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 Linda, listen. For weeks, you've been saying Jordan Grace goes here. Gresham goes here. We got a heel power couple. Alicia is seeing through the bullshit, her little Jersey Boston accent. You meant to hit her. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a liar. It, it made perfect sense because even if you weren't sure, or you were you were like, okay, she didn't do that on purpose. Now there's definitely some sort of doubt. Alicia, you got you, you gonna get beat up by Jordan Grace. Why are you here, girl? I listen, I like it. If Jordan snaps up, I'm here for it. I'm here. I think Alicia, I think Alicia played her part. Alicia, Alicia, whatever. She played her part. She played her part, and I respect it. Stirring the pot. I see you. And then Jordan freaks out Lish with a punch. Lish flinches and walks away saying Grace is lying. You may be right. I'm, I am I don't know where it's going to go. I know we've been talking about Jordan Grace turning heel for a while. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Gresham is lost in the ether. He didn't really play a role. Well, he played a role in the six-man in the main event, but I, I don't necessarily expect him to win that number one contendership match. But also, I kind of do because we'll, we'll talk about it later, but uh, given the depth chart and impact and who's a heel, who's a face – it might make sense to have him win, but we'll get there in mm-hmm. a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, we'll reshift. We'll talk about Trinity and Kylan King. That was Trinity's first match, like I said, in almost a year. Uh, the gear looks great on Trinity. She's she's doing something different. It's working. The only thing, and I've said this about other wrestlers, gender non-specific. If you got to tug at your gear throughout the entire match, it's time to fix it. And that, unfortunately, was something that Trinity was struggling with. I agree. I think drag queen to drag queen because I think all wrestlers are drag queens. I get a sim- it. A simple mesh, a simple mesh right there, would have saved you so much. Whatever. I was. I said this in our transition from the post show, from the RH post show to this one. In the first half, they had me. Not gonna lie, uh, Trinity was doing a lot of the WWE moves, and I was like, Ugh, I don't want people to have anything to say because I'm gonna keep my rose colored glasses on. I'm gonna tweet on Twitter. Yeah, this is the best match I've seen in my life. <laughs> I'm a capper. But as the match went on, let me first say Kylie King beat the shit out of Trinity. She let that girl have it. She let Trinity have it that whole match. And Trinity selling, she Trinity looked like Kylie was letting her have it that whole match. So even if Kylie wasn't, Trinity was selling like she was getting her ass whooped. But towards the middle of the second third into the final third of the match, Trinity started really going in. Let me look at my notes real quick. Hold on one moment. One moment. It was Trinity doing, she went off the middle rope, got pushed by Taylor Wilde. Taylor Wilde gets ejected. And then Trinity does something I think is like a double knee, almost like a meteora or whatever it was. And then for the pin, she puts her in the, the starstruck. I've never seen her do that ever before in my life. And I was thoroughly impressed. Sports entertained. I think that Trinity is going to have an amazing future and impact. I think as time goes on, I'm going to be more excited. And I can't wait for the eventual Perazzo, for the eventual Grace. Shit, the eventual uh, Masha. Killer Kelly, you know what I mean? I can't wait for it. I'm very impressed. And Impact, once again, has proven, come here, come here, girl. Come here, boy. Whatever, come here. We'll let you live your little creative wrestling dreams. Joel, what did you think about the match before we get into the post-match? The match was fine. Again, for someone who hadn't wrestled in a year on TV, she uh, she showed a lot of promise. She, mm. she used a lot of her WWE-known uh, move and repertoire, and that's fine. Again, mm. you use what works. Uh, I love Kylan King selling well with all the kicks and everything. And then when Trinity went for the rear view early, she knew from last week to duck out of the ring, get out of there, 
and like get the fake out, which was uh -huh. great. Uh, the the crossbody from the top was great from from Trinity. She's still throwing those well. The she's trying. This is something that Trinity's trying to do now. It's that ring assisted slingshot pile driver where she's not using her hands to lift up her opponent. She's letting her opponent sit through the middle rope, and then she grabs her legs and her thighs and slams them down with the jump. I like that if it's new to her repertoire and she continues to use it, it's a great setup. Starstruck, she's used that submission before, but she didn't use it as frequently as it seems like she's going to start using it now, and I think that that's good for her. I think that adds a new layer to Trinity as a wrestler that 100%. we didn't always get to see when she was in WWE. That's cool. Uh, and it's a good submission. It looks good. It's face-to-face -face yeah. with your opponent. You get to see the look on both people's faces, and the tap-out happens right in front of the camera, so it's, it's visually appealing as well. I was happy with the match. I thought it went over well. Again, it wasn't perfect. It never was going to be. But for someone who hadn't been in a ring on TV wrestling in front of a crowd in over a year, it served its purpose. And it got me looking forward to what comes next post-match Giselle Shaw themes hit hits out comes Jay Vidal says Giselle's the hottest thing in impact, not Trinity. And Giselle Shaw accepts Trinity's open challenge at under siege. And then right as he's in the ring and he's about to slap Trinity, say one more thing. Trinity grabs his arm and then with that microphone in her hand says, I'll see her at under siege. And then kicks Jay Vidal right in the face. Good way to set up with Giselle not being at the tapings and not being there. Using Jay as a setup was good. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, the post-match angle? It's fine. I feel like we all knew it was going to towards Giselle Shaw. Um, I just wonder and worry what that means for the coven. You know, never want to see your champions get pinned. But also, does it mean Trinity is now going to angle for a tag title shot? Kind of want to see her stand on her own for a little bit. Don't think it's going to happen. But, you know, kind of interesting to see the implications. Can't wait for the Giselle Shaw Trinity match. That'd be cute. And I could see the promos next week between Giselle Shaw, Jay Vidal, and Trinity is going to be clownery. I will also say her starstruck is up there in my top three favorite finishing moves visually. Number one being Coda Silas. Number two being the Venus de Milo that um, De uh, Deanna does. Deanna does. It. It's so pretty. It's so pretty when she yeah, does it. It's very good. Uh, Dex Baker with a super chat. Back to the Alicia Edwards stuff. It's the fact that Alicia Edwards will talk reckless to everyone knowing she's still catching the L. Best character. I mean, listen, I get it. I get it. I just, I like Lish. I like Lish the human, and I like Lish the wrestler. Lish, Lish the uh, the the talker, not for me. Sometimes you just gotta not. Doesn't she's doesn't afraid. She doesn't afraid of nobody, man. And if I'm gonna lose, <laughs> if I know I'm gonna lose, I'm either talking shit on the swing, daddy, baby. You wanna go with me to dungeon? Hey, oh, hey, 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 yo. <laughs> anyway. Come to the dungeon with us over at FightfulSelect.com for the best $5 in the business. It's the Fightful Dungeon. No, it's the Fightful Select. <laughs> you want to know more about Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson as he is, of course, joining AEW Collision and the creative team. Why did I lead with Brian with Daniel Bryan? Is because during his time in WWE, he did a little bit of creative work. So Brian Danielson is going to take that and work over on AEW Creative over on Collision. So go check out that along with so much news about AEW Collision. So much news about CM Punk. So much news about CM Punk. Look in my eyes! But if you want all the news on CM Punk and more, go over to FIFAselect.com. Will Ospreay interview notes are up now. The interview drops shortly. And of course, you get so much more than just the news. There's so much content there. Ask Grapsity was earlier today. Uh, Righteous Reg, who is on the Ring of Honor post show, which airs before our show, He's part of that with Phil Lindsay, Sour Graps, who has, of course, Kate, who, guess what, was just on the, you bet, Ring of Honor post show. Kate and Alex do Sour Graps. And we got Coexisting After Dark with Rob and Maggie. So much more stuff. I'm hosting uh, my quarterly, I guess, Q&A with Jimmy Van. That's going to be sometime in June, so keep your ears open. It's all happening. Over FIFOSelect.com, best five bucks in the business. Starts at five. You can go higher than that if you want and get more exclusive content. It's up to you. But all the good stuff starts at five bucks. Okay? Okay. Five time. Five time. Nine time. Nine time. Nine time. I'm not going to do it. Jessica with the coven. Jessica's sitting backstage looking at that hourglass. It's getting closer to the end. And the coven walk up. And they're like, where's your friend, Jessica? What's the holdup? Why don't you go get her? And Jessica's like, no. 
it's locked. The door is locked and it's locked with magic. And Wild's like, oh, kind of like the magic I can use. I can unlock the door with spirit. Let me call her. And Jessica says, nope, no, you can't. I was told you can't do that because you're immortal or whatever it was. There was a whole explanation. And then Jessica taunts Kyle and King for losing her match. Wild says that she's setting the groundwork for what's to come. This wasn't the greatest segment. It felt like we were just kind of getting week to week to get to the next beat once Rosemary and Father James Mitchell come back from the undead realm. Uh, I don't know if you have anything to add to this. I just nod like this because, like, there's nothing really to say. Sorry. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at We'll see where it goes next week. Yep. Fine by me. Jody Threat versus Sierra. Sierra is 23 years old and she is making waves. She just appeared in NWA. AEW, she's been on Dark and Rampage a handful of times. She's been on AEW. She's been around and she's doing great work. She appeared tonight. This was her first go in Impact Wrestling. Good match. Solid. Standard Jody Threat match. Just a squash match. Do that middle rope thrash and dash into the German suplex and then the F416. Jody Threat gets the win. What's going to be her first big hurdle, do you think, Cresta Star? Killer Kelly. The Redheaded uh, Redhead Express? The Redhead Express is taking over Impact. Because I think Killer Kelly would be a good thing. But it's probably going to be Giselle Shaw. Logically speaking, Giselle Shaw. It'll probably be Giselle Shaw when she's done with Trinity. But I could see her having a good couple of matches with Killer Kelly, and depending on how the matches with Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich go, it could be, you could be fighting both of those crazy redheads. It could just be redheaded violence. <laughs> I love your new impact match, redheaded violence. <laughs> love it. Redhead violence for all. I'm okay. uh, special refs by Raven. <laughs> Victoria will come in just for one night. Uh, I'm with it. Come on, bring it back. <laughs> yeah, Tara's back to referee the match. I, I'm fine with it. Again, I like that they're positioning Jody Threat as a th- a threat to the mm-hmm. Knockouts division. No pun intended, but here we are. And on top of that, she um, continues to work well on camera, and she continues to get better. Eventually, the matches will start getting more and more difficult, and there'll be people mm-hmm. that we actually recognize that aren't just named Alicia Edwards. But we got to get there first. I think Giselle Shaw is a good shout. Um, I think maybe even members of the Coven. You can have Kylan King or Taylor Wilde start a, a program with Jody Threat down the line. I was thinking that too. Like in a situation where you need people to do things, you could put Trinity and Jody together to fight the Coven for a non-title match. It's like Trey Miguel's thing earlier for a non-title match. You do something like that for, for the funsies and it gives women, all four women experience with one another. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're backstage with Eddie Edwards and Kazarian. Eddie says he's happy for Kazarian. And that he's had his big homecoming, he's doing well, but there can't be two ring generals out there in the six-man tag, and that Kaz should follow Edward Edwards' lead. Kazarian's like, sure, yeah, no problem, I'll do that, I'll follow your lead, I just hope it goes better than on or no more. Sick burn! They got it. They Just a whole, like, got him, and then all of a sudden, just balloons explode in the sky, and everyone's happy, He's not wrong. I mean, was it was it nice? No. Was it right? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. It was it was fine. It set up uh the drama in the six-man tag. It feels like Edwards and Kazarian could be what happens after under siege, and that's okay with me too. Uh they they started telling a good story with these two tonight. And if it gets Kazarian a little bit closer to an inevitable match against Macklin, sure. This is a good stepping stone. I'm going to be optimistic here. I will say I enjoy Eddie Edwards wrestling, but something about his character to me is just like, ugh. I'm hoping, because I like Frankie Kazarian. I'm hoping that something in between this feud will change my mind about Eddie Edwards' character. His his character is aching to me of like a Baron Corbin. And I I cannot explain it. I cannot explain it because I enjoy his wrestling. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Every time, like, I don't care about this Eddie Edwards match. He goes out there and the match slaps. And I'm upset. 
So I'm hoping that something in this feud, because Kazarian later on in the match does what Eddie Edwards said. Oh, you want me to take the lead? <laughs> you got it, fearless leader. So I'm hoping. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic about that feud eventually happening. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like you said, Edwards' character isn't doing it for you. It's never done it for me. I need something more than mm-hmm. just disgruntled employee. That's what we've had for the last yes. couple of years. It's time for something new. Uh, what I do like is <laughs> Dirty Dango in the back with Johnny Swinger, Zicky Dice, and of course, say his name and he appears. Oh, uh, I got a, I got a soundboard for you now. I hope you're ready, Joel. Oh no, I'm scared. Are you ready? Are you ready? I live for it. Let's hear it. So low. Oh. Because it's coming through my speakers, but you know, yep. every time I'm just gonna. <laughs> uh, Dango says there's no way it could have been Swingman or Dice, especially after last week's match. And then, of course, they say his name, and then Dice blames Joe Hendry. Hendry eventually tears Dango's shirt and reveals oh, a missing tuft of hair. Or scandal. I do actually like that they called back to the match that they had where Dango was wearing a t shirt, and we wondered why. Now we know. Uh, it, it turns out Super Serious Dango did it. He took out Super Serious Santino. <laughs> I I got words. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. And maybe I'm the only one who didn't see it coming. But I didn't see it coming. When he ripped off his shirt, I was like, ah, you, you son of a bitch, Morty. It was you with the, with the repair. And, and oh, that's why you had a... I was, I was bamboozled. I was run amok. I was led astray. And I enjoyed it. But I'm, then again... It had Johnny Swinger, Zicky Dice, Joe Hendry, and Dirty Dangle, who's been growing on me because it's getting weird. <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was a good wrestling segment, I believed. And then the fact that Dangle and Hendry probably going to go for a digital media championship. I could see Joe Hendry losing it here. I could. I could also see Hendry retaining. I'm excited. Listen. I know we've joked about it for weeks, months even. Uh Dango once upon a time said that he wants to try being a super serious wrestler. And we've continued to see week after week that he's just not doing it. Turn off your soundboard. That that was a truck. (laughs) 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 That was was, uh, the ambient sounds of New York City (laughs) coming to the stage. That's right. So, so we tried with Dango. Um, they've, they've done what he, what they've done with him, and you know what? It's worked up until now. But now it's time to try something new with Dango, and that is a serious character. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do from here, but if Joe Hendry is going to drop that digital media championship to Dango, they got to find a way to make Dango still be serious, or let Dango lose, make up some excuse as to why he lost because as a heel. And then let him go after a serious match or a serious feud. Of course, it's all the roads leading to Santino at this point. But Santino versus Dango at Slammiversary wouldn't be bad as long as it doesn't play off as a full-on comedy match. I wish I had my helmet because I just thought it was the dumbest but the best idea. Dango, Joe Hendry, have their match under seas. Dango loses. Uh, Okay, you know, it's a little setback. Santino comes back. Dango loses to Santino. Dango loses it. Beats the hell out of Santino after the match. Becomes a super serious wrestler. First person he goes after is Joe Hendry. Because I tried to be your friend, and you were always too busy for me. And now that I'm on the rise, I'm coming for you first. That's when he drops the title. Maybe he doesn't lose it at first, but then Dango just becomes a menace. Like Sammy Callahan was to some wrestlers, and you're not wrestling. It's Sammy Callahan versus you every time. I could see it. I could see it. That's my plan. That's how I would book it, you know, just if Trey drops the X Division Championship, I wouldn't mind Dango going for the X Division Championship against Chris Saban. Start that feud. He can lose, but at least he'll start building that serious character. Because Dango's apparently going to be with Impact for a little while longer. So there's time to flesh out whatever this new character will be. I think it depends on how he turns heel. Because I, when I think of Saban and Shelly, I kind of see going towards the top of the mountain. Like, these are guys who are milestones that they're, they're towards the top of the mountain. And I'm not saying that Joe Hendry isn't, but I'm saying, like, if you're going to challenge Chris Saban, who's been in Impact Wrestling since Impact Wrestling was TNA, you better stop. 
I get it. I do. There's a lot on the table for a Dango heel turn, and mm-hmm. it's very interesting that that, of all things tonight, that might be the most interesting character development we see. I'd be with it. I'd I'd be very interested to see how that would play out. I've never seen Dango serious ever in life. <laughs> and now it's time. You know, he might even get Johnny Swingo with. He might turn Johnny Swingo serious. Johnny Swingo turned to Steve Macklin. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, next week, they're running Rich Swan and Alan Angels, or just Angels from the design. Uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, who's currently in Japan doing best in Super Juniors, he's going to take on Chris Saban, of course. Saban is going to challenge Trey Miguel the next night at Impact Under Siege. And uh, they're going to run one more match that I don't think they've announced yet with Diana and a very interesting opponent. One that we've been talking about with red hair, not named Masha Slamovich or Jody Threat. So keep an eye out. That's going to be a good match. Uh, we, we'll wait for them to uh, officially put it out there. Show- I don't know who it could be. Pikachu? Yeah, right. that's the one. Uh, main event tags. Shelly, Gresham, and Uemura versus Moose, Kazarian, and Edwards. One of these things is not like the other. Kazarian. I said Uemura was here to take the pin. Very pleasantly surprised I was wrong. Yes, you were. Uh, I I don't know if they're thinking of a Kazarian heel turn or if they just wanted to use it as a vehicle to get Kazarian and Edwards. By the end of this match, we know exactly what it was. It was the latter. Uh, Shelly and Edwards open it up. Commentary is doing their best to make everybody sound like a legitimate, viable contender mm-hmm. for Macklin's world title. Even Yomura, who has not really sniffed a world title program or any title program up until this point. So they're they're doing really well. Gresham and Moose have some good exchanges as expected. They do the, the big man, little man stuff. And eventually the hyperextension of Moose's knee gets him off his feet and tags out real quick. Uh, I do like the Kaz and Shelly are part of the final two, both men, like final two in, in the, the finish of the match going into it. I like that they're bringing up that both men have never been world champions after years in and out of the company. And again, it just feels like Kazarian and Edwards is on the horizon and that's fine. Yomura uh, looks good taking out Moose on the outside with that crossbody. Kazanetti had that miscommunication and the collision, so Kazarian clotheslines Eddie Edwards, leaving Shelley to hit Edwards with a shell shock and get the victory, which means Alex Shelley will not be number one contender for the Impact World Championship after Under Siege. What do you think of the match? What the hell are we doing with all these men? Crest the star. I mean, if we're being honest, these were... And, I'm not, and I don't think Yuha's not a main eventer. It's just that, like you said, he hasn't sniffed a program. He hasn't even been involved in a program. But these were all pretty much a main event scene, putting on a classic for you guys. But I would be remiss if I – to me, I thought this was Tasmanian and Jonathan Gresham. I was waiting every time they tagged in Jonathan Gresham. The first time you saw he was about it was when they tag-teamed Eddie Edwards and they both went for that man's upper leg, cash it. Eddie Edwards' quads are going to be blown out. Call him Shane McMahon at this point. His quads are so effed for us under siege this weekend. Also, when he tagged in again, I think it was against Moose, he's doing the same thing. I want Jonathan Gresham to take everything. I think he's fantastic. I, I'm surprised he didn't get the pin. He was working this match. Jonathan Gresham was working. Um... I don't know. I I can't sit up here and lie to you because I only paid attention to Jonathan Gresham because he just took me out with them damn red boots. Those them damn red boots. <laughs> They're red bottoms. They're just red boots, though. His red boots are giving me step right up, step right up. I lift this man with a single pinky, and I'm with it. I like it. I think it's great for his gimmick. I think it, I know people say they'll call me a carny piece of crap, but what's wrong with that? Look at me. I'm a bearded woman. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great. I think it's great. So you got these six men competing at Under Siege, and I know we're going to give our thoughts next week as to who wins. Uh, it feels like Kazarian and Edwards are going to turn into a program. Uh-huh. Moose hasn't exactly been in a world title situation in a while, but also – your current Impact World Champion is on the heel side of things. Gresham is currently a face. He's a good opportunity challenger. Yumura, we just talked about it. He hasn't been in that opportunity, but what if this is his time? And Alex Shelley, while he got the pin, that's more of a WWE trope that if you get the pin, you stand tall, you're not going to win the match. But what if we live in a world where Alex Shelley is going to challenge for the World Championship and Chris Saban potentially wins the X Division Championship? Uh, there's something about that that might be intriguing to some. Motor City Machine winners. Yeah. Big winners in Detroit. Who knows? 
I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's not a bad shout. I mean, I think that any one of these men, and I will give it to Impact, I never know. For the most part, when it comes to big matches like this, I'm not sure which way it's going to go. And they build a good way to build it up like you don't know who's going to win it or whatever the case may be. I firmly believe that there's a world where Jonathan Gresham wins it, loses to Macklin, snaps. Yeah. So, uh, subsequently, Jordan Grace loses to Perrazzo, snaps. The both of them are like, we don't care. You want a power couple? We are the power couple. Look at my, you see these arms? You see his arms? The both rip you to shreds. I can see it. I can see it. And I wouldn't be mad at it. I think a heel grace, come on now. I'm here for it. Just beat people up. Yes. <laughs> the only problem is you got to deal with the heel Gresham and a heel Macklin afterwards. So there's got to, there, something's got to happen, but I don't hate the idea of it. Um, but we'll we'll talk more about it next week when we actually run down the Under Siege card and sure. give our thoughts and predictions. Uh, next week, we will be here, as always, profiling, talking about post-impact wrestling. And then Friday night, the 26th, we'll be live after Under Siege, talking about the show, running it down with y'all. I don't have much else to say. So, Cresta, what you got going on? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Thank you for a wonderful year of post-impact shows. Joe Pearl, you have been a pleasure to work with. You've been like my wrestling mentor, so I got to give you your praise. Even though everyone likes to poop on your wiener, not here. They like to <laughs> what? They like to what am I what now? <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing nice to say about Joe Pearl, but I always do. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're not too busy, coming for Saturdays coming up, do you like AEW Collision? Why not me? I'm gonna pre- I'm gonna attempt to pronounce everyone's things. I've heard it a million times, but I'm nine thousand years old and I'm hard of hearing. Rick and Idris. Iridian. No. Iridian. Idris is Elba. Iridian. Iridian. Like Viridian City, but with Iridian. Got it. I'll never forget it again. Um, why don't you join me and Rick and Iridian? We're gonna be talking about everything that happens on AEW Collision. Your favorite Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> we'll be there every Saturday for the post show. Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays, you can catch me over on twitch.tv slash Star. Thursdays, I'm here with Joel Pearl. You guys have been fantastic. If you're like, I don't follow anything you just said, Star, Cresta the Star on Twitter. My link tree is in the bio. All the links are there. See you there. Joel Pearl, where can they find you? Not hard to find. I'm at Joel Pearl, J-O-E-L-P-A-R-L, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 10 a.m. Eastern until noon. Myself and Jeremy Lambert get in the weeds on Fightful Overbooked. Go over to FightfulOverbooked.com or YouTube.com slash Fightful Overbooked. They're the same link. Spoiler alert. Go subscribe to the channel now. There is so much content beyond what Jeremy and I do. Go show some love to that channel. Uh, I do a show with Ella J, who many of you know. Uh, it's called The Run Sheet. It's a podcast that we run audio only every Wednesday. So go to your favorite podcast platforms and just go click that subscribe button and get the run sheets, the rundown with myself and Ella J every single Wednesday. Until then, ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers. Bye. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.